Welcome to They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library. It's been a while since you've heard from us, as I'm sure you're all aware. <laughs> There's a global pandemic occurring right now, and it has affected the library and our ability to uh, be open. But we are open again, so we're back with our podcast. I am Matthew. I'm a Technology and Training Services Supervisor, and I'm joined by the Laurens today. I'm Lauren W. I'm Teen Central Supervisor. And I'm Lauren M. I am the cataloger and I purchase adult fiction. We have missed all of you, and so we are very happy to be back. We've had a lot happen, and not just with the pandemic. If you have been into our library, you may notice that we have had a pretty big remodel project finally get finished. Yes, we now have study rooms, individual study rooms that you can that you can book at the front desk. They are wonderful. And super colorful. Yes, <laughs> and they've been very popular. So if you are interested, come in and make sure that you know you get your time set. They, the people are using them left and right. So this was obviously a need that the community was looking for. So it's been a good thing. We are very happy with the study rooms. Definitely. In addition to that, we've done a pretty complete remodel of the second floor of the library. So we have our meeting rooms up up in the second floor. They've all uh, been redone, new flooring and new furniture, some new equipment in them. If you come in to have a meeting at the library, you'll have new ways of interacting with technology in the meeting rooms. Um, And also all of the administrative offices, which are on the other side of the meeting rooms, have been also remodeled. Uh, And so my my office is over in that area, and I'm very excited about our new space. (laughs) Um, The space is now designed for the way we're using it now and not the way... It was being used 20 years ago when this part of the building was built. Pre-tech department. <laughs> and yes. I would also like to add that the new technology that we have in the meeting rooms is, in my opinion, far easier to use. Mm-hmm. It's much more streamlined. You don't have 10 different remotes trying to figure out what goes with what. It's very universal, very easy, and... I went up for a quick training, and it took four minutes. I know. That was the most impressive training I've ever been in. Yeah. (laughs) So if you are looking for a meeting room and you want to use technology, we are definitely a place to to keep in mind, always. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my favorite part of the new remodel is the new bathrooms right outside of Teen Central. Usually, we all have to fight for the what has been considered the Indiana Room bathroom, but it's not an Indiana Room bathroom. It's in the quiet study area. But now there's two whole new single-person bathrooms right outside of Teen Central where graphic novels used to be, and they are amazing. Yeah, that is very nice. My favorite part, besides the new office space, though, I have to say, is the we got a new refrigerator (laughs) um, at the library, and it has has crushed ice, um, which honestly is just a complete game changer for me. I'm so excited I don't have to crush up those big ice cubes that we used to. I'm so excited. I didn't know that was a feature that we had for oh, staff. Yeah. So I <laughs> guess I'll have to check that out. I love how we're just geeking out about the new remodel versions. and the refrigerator and the new bathrooms. <laughs> they're such adult things to, to geek out about. So for those of you who are young adults, teens, tweens, if you're listening to this, trust me, in about 10 years, this is all going to make sense. Oh, yeah, so much. You too will be impressed by a refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, the teens are already pretty impressed by the new bathrooms. Oh, so that's good. I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> that's good. For all of us. <laughs> but yes, we've been hard at work trying to figure out how to new- do new things and to, to make the library work for this whatever is happening right now <laughs> we are we are in a bit of limbo yeah mm-hmm. but we i think we've been doing a pretty good job of all that kind of stuff we've got some good minds working here that have put together some really cool systems 
Our biggest concern was we, we, we wanted to make sure that we served the patrons to the best of our capabilities. We hated the fact that we had to close. That I mean, We took no joy in that mm-hmm. at all. And so we wanted to try to make everything as accessible as possible, as quickly as possible, but also as safely as possible. So we did a lot of curbside service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I spent, uh, and, you know, Matthew, you and Lauren, we, you know, the three of us, we spent a lot of time outside um, on the, on the patio Mm -hmm. at a table and we had a computer there and people would come up and they would want to know like, well, can I get this or can I have that? And I ended up having to do a lot of reader's advisory on the fly because (laughs) because people would come up and they would be like, well, I don't know what I want. I just want to browse. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I would love to let you into browse, but we can't do that right now. So why don't you tell me what you really enjoyed? Maybe I can make some recommendations for you. And I, I... I was able to really help one woman in particular. She would ask, like, you know, if I was even, if I wasn't outside, she would ask if I was working and if it would be possible to talk to me. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. Yeah, I love being able to help find books for specific desires. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun in mm-hmm. our job. Mm-hmm. Yes, mine too. That's one of my favorite things to do as a librarian. And you hear us talking about this reader's advisory. It is very much a technical term. But basically all it is is where... You come up to us and you want book recommendations and we ask you questions and we figure out from there what books you might enjoy. And if you don't feel like coming in, but you definitely still want to use this service, on our website, we have a May We Suggest page and you can choose which person you send a message to. Uh, Lauren W is on it. Mm -hmm. I'm on it. Matthew is on it. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of, I think we are tw- there are 12 of us that you can, yeah, mm-hmm. 12 people that you can choose from uh, to create a customized list of book recommendations for you or movie recommendations if that's what you're looking right. for. Or board games or mm-hmm. all the good stuff that we check out to people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If we have it here at the library, we'll be happy to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that May We Suggest page, and I, I wish I got more people emailing me. So if you like YA, you should uh, email Lauren W. I'll give you some recommendations. <laughs> well, I, I used it personally because um, I was going on a big trip with my family, and my nephew, who was eight at the time, really wanted some books, but he circumstances made it to where he couldn't really get to the library at the time. So I emailed um, Maureen in the children's department, and I asked her for recommendations, and she gave me a whole bunch, and he actually discovered a new series that he really likes. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and, it, it, and it, it's not a shock because he likes kind of weird, um, dark, gory things, and he really enjoyed the book about the Donner Party. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But yeah, it, it worked out perfectly, so... Well, awesome. So Mm -hmm. we know for sure that it works. So you guys should definitely email all of us. (laughs) I know at least in new services, we've been doing a ton of work uh, coming up with a new system for programs. We love to do programs for people and with people, but it's been a little different since we, uh, you know, can't be with people in Mm -hmm. person close together. So we're doing a lot of virtual programs right now. And it's it's been a transition. None of us really want to video our, video our own faces, but we've adjusted, and I think it's still fun to have those programs out into the world and being able to interact in a new way with patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Children's is doing two programs each Monday. They're being posted on Facebook, and uh, they're doing some really cool things. They're finding new ways to share how we do our story times and 
all of our finger play and all the kinds of things that you should do with your young children and older children. And we're doing some movie and book recs through that. Um, recommendations, sorry. And uh, <laughs> for teens, uh, every Tuesday afternoon, we put out a program, whether it's a, an activity or a craft and we put it out on Facebook, and we have a new YouTube channel. So I've been really excited with the teen YouTube channel. We've been posting book recommendations as well as our programs there. And then on Thursday afternoons, we're doing a live program via Google Meet. So we've been doing competition Thursdays. We've been doing a lot of trivia and just different types of games. Last week, uh, as of recording this, last week I made everybody run around their house and grab different items, and then I got a judge uh, a scavenger hunt based on what items I personally liked. I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> so whoever knew you best probably won? A little bit, but so, some of them were just, it was really hard to choose between all of the items. Uh, okay. So it was hard. That's cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I've been having fun playing games without being in person, still being able to do what I know the teens like and what I know mm -hmm. I personally really enjoy. So mm -hmm. we've been having fun with finding new ways to do programs. Uh, I know the adult programmers are currently working on building a YouTube channel. Yeah. So those of you that are interested in our adult programs, please stick with us. Keep checking for an announcement about our YouTube channel. It is coming. We are very excited for it. You're going to see lots of familiar faces. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. And I love we've been able to do some of our book clubs so far. So I know mm -hmm. um, my Never Too Old for YA book club meets on the first Monday of each month. And when does yours meet again? Uh, it meets on the second Tuesday of every month. I run uh, Books on Tap, which generally we would be meeting at <laughs> Brew Burger and we would be having book discussions over an adult beverage plus appetizers and whatnot, but we haven't been able to do that. So we've been doing it virtually. And um, during the pandemic, I had to create a, an office for myself so I could run this. And I created it out of my closet. Which is so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was very proud of it. Yeah, I got a, just this little table and I put my laptop on it and I even decorated it. I had a little coaster for my coffee mug and so a little, little, yeah, a little vase of flowers and the, but the first time we ran it, my uh, one of the people at, at in the Books on Tap program was like, where are you? And I, I had to admit, like, I am working out of my bedroom closet. Because I, I live in an apartment, and it came with a little bit of a square walk-in closet. So there was enough space. But they're like, okay. Because, yeah, I thought that I saw a ton of hangers just right by your right ear. I'm like, yep, that's what you're seeing. Definitely normal office stuff. I don't know what yeah. you're that's great. It's nice and inventive, mm -hmm. and it's the best way you can do it at home. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so the library would love to hear about what you all have been doing uh, during the pandemic, especially if you're a resident of, of Plainfield in Guilford Township, Indiana. Our local history department is compiling oral histories for, for future historians to study and reference. We have, If you go to our website, we have a um, series of questions that you can since we're all still practicing social distancing and what have you, and a lot of people are not comfortable coming out, we have a way for you to submit your oral history remotely. You can record it on your own smartphone and then email the file to the library, and we will transcribe it and uh, send it back to you so you can check it for accuracy and all that. Um, but we can also set up a time for you to come in and uh, use our recording equipment, the same equipment actually we're doing this podcast on. You can come in and use it to record um, your answers to these series of questions about what your life has looked like during the shutdown and the things that you've missed and things that have changed, how that's affected you and your family and your job. Everybody has a story to tell, and that will be of great interest, I think, you know, in 50 years and 100 years when people are looking back and studying this time, 
oral histories are an interesting uh, resource to hear people in their own words explain events as they see them happen in real time. I think that's really cool. I know we've already gotten some of them, uh, but I hope we get some from all ages. I know, I think Mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to hear teens' perspectives versus Mm -hmm. adults' perspectives, like just all of it. I'm really excited that we're doing that project. Yeah, Yeah. I I would especially love to hear from like the high school seniors Mm. and also um, those just graduating college in particular, you know, they're going out into this world and it is totally different from everything that we have known and Right. That's that's the, the age group that I'm most interested in hearing from. So I really hope that if you're out there listening, that you come in and you do this. Definitely. And just for reference, the, the link is on our website. But if you like it, go to it directly. It is plainfieldlibrary.net slash oral dash history. And it'll take you there and it has instructions on how to download the questions and the guides and how to use your phone to record and then how to send it back to us. So it's all right there in one page. So I'm going to... Um, make a small confession to some of you users. If you've come into the library, you are probably aware that it seems like we have no new books. <laughs> well, here's here's what happened, and uh, I want to assure you that it's getting better. But because of the pandemic, our um, distribution was severely interrupted. The publishers were not getting books to the to our vendors, and our main book vendor is out of Pennsylvania, and they have been under such strict quarantine and restriction and whatnot that things have been coming very slowly. So obviously when you first came in and you were looking for these particular books, we didn't have them. It was, I swear it was not because we forgot to order. Definitely not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was just because things were coming in very slowly. We are starting to see an uptick. And believe me, I personally as the cataloger have been going crazy just geeking out over the fact that I finally have books to catalog. It's very exciting. Yes. Oh, we got 75 teen books one day. And I mean, I was so excited. I just ripped right through them all in one day. I didn't do anything else. I was like, nobody talked to me. I'm going to tackle these books. I'm going to get them cataloged. That's awesome. (laughs) Yes, I know. I was I was personally heartbroken as someone who checks books out from us and I know Mm -hmm. I put my orders in you know on time as Mm -hmm. usual but sometimes things just happen and Mm -hmm. through a lot of different events it's really not a lot of people's faults it's just how things happen yeah it was a sad circumstance Um, but we've been getting about four boxes of books a day and we have been getting some that are current or close to current like maybe they they came out last week. That's awesome. Uh, But we're also finally starting to see the books that came out in April and May. So they're finally catching up. They're finally getting the stuff to us. But, you know, we just ask that you please be patient because we're going to get them to you as quickly as we possibly can. But everyone's trying really hard and we can only work with with what we've got. So. Right. But they're coming. We promise. And don't hesitate to call and ask if you can place stuff on hold. We will still do it. Even if we don't have a copy, we will still get it on hold for you. We'll make sure it gets in your hands as soon as we've got it. Absolutely. We love to make sure people have what they want to read. Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, we've had several months away from work, and so let's talk about what what we all were geeking out about during our time off. You want to start, Lauren W.? Uh, Sure. As we all know, I geek out about a lot of things all at the same time. So um, I'm a crafter. I make cards, uh, which is in my may we suggest page if you ever go look at it. Um, (laughs) 
But uh, over the time off that we had, at the very beginning, I was all stressed out. It was really hard for me to be a librarian stuck at home, not being able to see the teens and do things with the teens. Um, But then I settled into a new routine for the time being, and I really, really delved into my card-making skills, and I learned a lot of new things, and I was able to promote myself a little bit more. I've been trying to do my own personal business, and so it was a lot of fun to be able to to get stuff out there, to make new designs, do all that kind of stuff. But then I also got to watch a lot of stuff and listen to a lot of audiobooks in the process because there's you can always do two things at once, right? So I watched a lot of uh, TV shows. I rewatched through Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so great. And um, my husband and I watched through a lot of uh, superhero things and we watched through a lot of Chuck. That's my other favorite show. And... Uh, so we did a lot of double teaming on that kind of thing. What about you, Matthew? Well, um, this month in July was supposed to be Gen Con, mm. which of course got canceled as everything else has. But I am still geeking out about some board games. And so during the shutdown, I actually backed two games on Kickstarter. So Kickstarter is a way of, of crowdsourcing funding for a project that's going to be a game. And a lot of board games, especially small kind of independent games, are turning to that to um, get the funding they need to, to manufacture their game and, and develop it fully. And so I've, I've heard about people using Kickstarter to get some interesting games. I've never done it before. But again, in my, my boredom being home, I thought, I'm going to try this just to see how it works. That's great. So I backed one game, and then uh, I was able to secure some funding to, <laughs> to back a second game a little bit later. So we'll see. One of them, uh, the thing is you're paying this money up front, there's a chance that you know things won't turn out. I've heard some horror stories about games that had very bad production values, and it was you know kind of a waste. I don't think it's going to happen. The the, the, two, the company that I went with has produced several games already, and they're excellent, and they're known for their quality. So I feel confident with that. One actually should be shipped uh, sometime in August, and hopefully I'll receive it in late August or September, maybe. Um, it's called Pax Pamir, and it is a game about the um, colonial rivalry between Russia and the United Kingdom for control of Central Asia in the 18th century. Oh, wow. So you're playing as you're playing the role of, of the Afghans, and during the game you're either switching your alliance between the Russians, the British, or toward a kind of independent Afghan state. And the purpose of the game is to, um, it's not necessarily about who controls what, it's about who is loyal to the party when it matters most. And so you're, it's, there's a lot of incentives to you know, betray your side if it's going to advance you. Um, you'll, you'll switch sides many times. It sounds like a lot of fun. It's kind of a, I don't know, it, it's gotten rave reviews, and I'm very excited to, um, to get it and hopefully be able to get together with my gaming group and, and play a few rounds. And then a, the other game I backed is one called Oath, and it will not actually come out until early next year, probably January or February of 2021. But it's also a... Um, it's by the same uh, company, the same game designer, Cole Werrell. Uh, and he, this game is supposed to be a take on the kind of civilization building games. So I'm a big fan, for example, the computer game Civilization, which I've played <laughs> since its original form in the early 90s. Um, but this is supposed to be a board game, uh, what's the word, deconstruction of that. So it's not just a simple linear game where, you know, you start as a primitive um, settler and then build up your civilization to current day. Uh, that's kind of how those games go. Um, this one is much more loose and allows some interesting developments. It has an interesting mechanism for saving, kind of saving the game. So as you play, you will discover new lands and build different um, 
buildings that some of which maybe become permanent for the next game. They can then later fall into ruin and be destroyed in other future games. And all those things will contribute to how the players interact. Um, and you can, so you can choose to save those things and set up the game so you can continue your story. Anyway, it sounds, it's very, cons it's, it's still being developed. The most recent update he, get, he gave, uh, there were a couple major things that changed about it. So it, it's been fun to listen to his, the progress of this game and see how it's developing to watch it be played uh, virtually. And then, like I said, hopefully in six months or so, get, get a copy of it. That's really cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully, like I said, in six months, I'll maybe have played a game and I can talk about it again. I'll be ge geeking out about it. Uh, <laughs> because you actually have it. Because I actually <laughs> have it, yeah. That's awesome. How about you, Lauren? Okay, so what I've kind of been geeking out about, and I was geeking out about it actually during the the, the shutdown as well, um, are the library's little free pantries. Mm. Um, I wanted to make sure that the pantries were always stocked because, you know, people were hitting really hard times and food insecurity is very scary. Yeah. And so I... Really, like, I, I, I can remember emailing you, Lauren, yeah. actually, because we're both on Staff Association and we kind of do the little free pantries. I was emailing you at, like, 10 p.m. one <laughs> night and was like, hey, I had an idea. How about if I do this? And um, I have to say, though, I was super thrilled when I would go to the pantries and I would see that they were pretty well stocked. Yeah. And with all kinds of stuff, like, people had just, the, they had staples of you know canned veggies and fruits but also baby food and some diapers and things like that and I was I was thrilled that the community was really stepping up knowing also just how important this was for people and how tough things were going to be so when they had a little extra they gave it and um I've been trying to do like routine checks on all of the little free pantries. Uh, I've been contacting and been contacted by some people who want to sponsor and like donate awesome. money for us to have for certain things for our little free pantries. Uh, so that's kind of been the thing that I've been geeking out about. I guess that's not like fun and happy, but it's... It is fun and happy. It's sharing food. That's yeah, awesome. that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's, something, it's something that I, I really have cared about and I've really wanted to just kind of take over and... and make sure that everything is set and people are getting the foods that they need. And the, the community has just been so wonderful about keeping those stocked. So it's, Definitely. Been, it's been a great thing. Yeah. At least once a week, I see somebody stocking the one by the library and it mm -hmm. makes me happy every single time. A lot mm -hmm. of times, actually, I'll see somebody with two bags. They'll stock our little free pantry and then they'll head over to the little free library and put some books in yes. the little free library. I yeah. love all of that. That's great. <laughs> and if, if you are interested in providing for our little free pantries or our little free libraries, just go to our website and there is a map showing where uh, where all of those little free libraries and little free pantries are. We are more than happy to take any donations or if you find yourself in need. Yes. Please, do not hesitate. Just go get what you need. It's there. Yeah, that's a great thing to be geeking out about. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I think that uh, does it for this episode of They Might Be Librarians. Please do subscribe to us. We are on uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. We appreciate your feedback and subscription. Until then... Take care. We'll see you later.